It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. If you have a take or a comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. I'm going to do something a little different today. I'm going to uh, open up the phone lines right away to all your wonderful calls um, as we are obviously very happy and we are getting ready for the Boston Celtics heading to the NBA Finals. Isn't that something? Uh, finals are going to start Thursday night in uh, at Golden State. Going to be like a nine o'clock. Uh, you know, it's slated for a nine o'clock tip uh, tip off, but it's really probably going to be somewhere around nine twenty. I'd expect. Uh, obviously, wanting to recap the last uh, the last week, obviously. Uh, regarding the Celtics and regarding the uh, Eastern Conference Finals between them and the Miami Heat. So um, just a, a, a whole load down here. Uh, game one, they lost 118 to 107. Game two, they won 127-102. Now those two games in Miami. Game three, they lost 109 to 103 here in Boston. Then they won game four, 102 to 82 here in Boston. Went back out to Miami for game five. They won. 93 to 80. Game six at Boston, they lost 111 to 103, and then they would ultimately win game seven, 100 to 96. And with that, I'm going to take my first caller of the day, Ray from Methuen. What's going on? Hey, Harrison. I guess we're all dancing in the street because of the uh, Celtics. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's it's an exciting time. I mean, for Boston. It's always been the Patriots, it seems like, you know, uh, you know, at least consistently over the past 21, 22 years. And now, you know, with the Celtics kind of, um, you know, picking up the slack uh, when the uh, Patriots haven't won a, a playoff game in the last, I think, three seasons. Um, it's exciting to, to have some excitement back, the playoff feel, uh, feel the championship feel uh, back here in Boston uh, after it's been kind of gone. Uh, for a while, you know, aside from, I, I guess, the Red Sox, uh, you know, going to the um, almost or going to the World Series and, and, and stuff. And so but it's a different feel having the Celtics going to the NBA finals, right? Well, it is a different field. Uh, however, you know, there there are still some things that really, uh, really affect me. And, and looking at at the last game, which they almost blew, unfortunately, they hung on. Uh, but, uh, you know, Marcus Smart taking all those three shots, he was the primary shooter in that fourth quarter. And, and he missed all of those threes, which would, I don't understand where Jason Tatum was. That's well, why well let me tell you this. He was the MVP. I agree with you. I don't think he deserves the MVP. Right. Okay. And, and, but I'll say this. Here's the thing. I'll say this. I, I'm getting caught up in the in the toss up of he's the MVP of the Eastern Conference of the Eastern Conference playoffs. It, it didn't Correct. come. It didn't come down to that one game 
by itself, or that series rather. But to say that, but to say okay, that Jason Tatum was that. present against the Miami Heat, I, he really wasn't. I mean, did he have? He might have had what one maybe really good outstanding game, but besides that, I mean, I don't think I really don't think he did. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, if if he was really the outstanding player, they should have had him as the primary uh, primary offensive uh, threat, and they didn't. And, and for that, I, I don't know. I, I I just hope that they change things up. He comes to play, uh, and. Marcus Smart does what Marcus Smart does. Listen, not only not only does defense. Jason Tatum need to come to they I mean they I think they really all need to come to play. Um Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll agree with that. They, uh, they, they all need to come to play. Do. I don't think anybody really. I really don't. I, I I can't look back and remember or say one player had an out had one outstanding game, like nothing crazy. And listen, I'm I'm going back in the, you know, in the history of 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 things, and you know, I'm looking back at the at the games and the points, and you know, basically games one and two, uh, games one two. You know, yeah, yeah, games. You know, games one and two. Uh, you know, the the. Um, Jason Tatum had like you know around thirty points, give or take. Had around thirty points in Game Four. Game Three, he had ten points. Correct. And you know, then looking on to Game Five, I mean, twenty-two points. Game Six, thirty points again. And then looking at Game Seven, the win, twenty-six points. And by the way, he's the he's the high scorer here. You know, so it's. It's just not it's not promising. It's not good. I mean, listen, Jason Tatum having a consistent, you know, I'd say averaging around 30 points each night. Yeah, I mean that's that, that is pretty good. If it was anybody else, well, you know, sure, we'd be yeah. impressed. But here's the problem. He has, you know, like for a game uh, for game 7, for example, right? Jason Tatum had 26 points, Al Horford 5 points, um Robert Williams 2, Jalen Brown 24, Marcus Smart 24, Grant Williams 11. Derek White, eight, and zero from Payne Pritchard. That's just not enough. That's not getting the job done, and it's barely getting the job done here. And as a matter of fact, Ray, you were the one uh, last week, and you had it was a great point that you brought up, a great statistic uh, came up, that basically, you know, if the Celtics want to win, they have to, more, they have to win more than 108 points. Now, looking back at right. the games that they've won, you know, and it, it, it you jinxed yourself, actually, um, you know, no, I, I think I you know. I think right the after one. the program, in all honesty, because you know, come game game four, it was uh, Monday night. Right after the show, it was they lost. You know, they excuse me, they won one hundred and two to eighty two. Okay, so they scored right. they scored less than uh, one hundred and eight points there. One game five ninety three to eighty, less than one hundred and eight, and then right. game seven. Uh, you game know, they it was it was it was a hundred. So it was obviously yeah. less than it was less than that. I no, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, but up until that point, that's how how it uh, 
Correct. How it came to be in the playoffs. But, in the playoffs, yeah, if we playoffs. wanted to win, we had a we had a we had to beat uh, we had to score more than 108 points. That's correct. That's correct. But listen, it worked out at the at the end. Let me tell uh, you this: I think that's still going to stand. I think we might have taken a break from that against the Miami Heat, but come the Golden State Warriors, I think I think we're going to have to score more than 108 points. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Because with because that. they're a high scoring percentage team. You're right. You are right. They are a high scoring team. Uh, and you know, I, they they say that uh, you know, I think Al Horford is a uh, grandfather passed away during during the week. I think that had an effect Correct, on him. Correct, he did. Uh, you know, so I I think that had an effect on him. He he was very emotional after the game, after they won the series the championship. So I think it's going to it will probably be a different story uh come this week anyway. Uh where he will uh he will start to uh now come into his own as as the player. It I think that uh, Thursdays Thursday's game is very crucial as far as the Celtics are concerned. I want to see the aggressiveness uh, of them come out and I want to see them stop Curry and, and the rest of that uh, that team. Only time will tell, but that that's what uh, I I want to see. I I guess they uh, flew out today to go to uh, San Fran. So they did. They they flew out today. Yeah. So they yeah. obviously um, listen. I'm happy that they came back right after the game on on Sunday night. I was concerned that they might be going out to South Beach to party, and so I'm glad that they. That they that they ended up coming home to Boston. I think I think that's a very good thing. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I don't know. I I, I don't have that uh, that impression. They would have gone out to party. Uh, I think they they wanted to get home, especially where it was a holiday weekend. So that doesn't affect. But here's the thing: it's a holiday weekend for everybody besides them. They're in playoff mode now more than ever. They well, need I to lock in. That. I understand that. I understand that, and they do have to lock in. Now let's go on to my favorite team, the Red Sox. Okay. Well, actually, oh, you know what, Ray? God. Before we go on to that, I want you to tell me what do you think is going to happen in this in the NBA Finals? Do you think the Celtics are going to win? Do you think they're going to lose? And how many games is it going to go? I don't think it's going to go beyond six games. Okay. Uh, all right. And Thursday night holds the key. If... The Celtics can steal Thursday night or next Sunday, then they're in good shape. If they can't, then kiss this series goodbye. And I won't even go to the six. So that's how I feel. All right. I, I completely okay. disagree with you, but okay. Uh, let's okay. Now that we're past that, we'll move on to the Red Sox. We have favorite team. <laughs> okay. All right, the Red Sox. What, what this team is so up and down, up and down, up and down. You outscore a, a, a team by 12, uh, 12 runs. You score 12 runs on, on, on a team that is below you in the standings. I think they uh, were four games below them in the standings. They occupied the cellar while the, uh, the Red Sox were almost in the cellar, but you outscore them by 12 runs in 
one game and you come back the following game, you only get three hits and you are outscored 10 to zip. What's with this team? I mean, I know Rich Hill is a, they, they all love Rich Hill on, on the, uh, on the Red Sox. I think it's time for him to hang up the spikes. I mean, he was horrible. He was horrible. What was the first three innings? He gave up home runs. I know the first two innings he gave up home runs, and I gave up on them. So it's terrible. And then they had that game against Baltimore. Uh, they they won the game, the previous game, by uh, a 12 to whatever score. They came back, and immediately they go up 6 nothing. but they lose that game, what, 8-6, 8-7? What's with this team? They can't beat up on Baltimore, which they're supposed to beat up on. And I know they came off a winning series and all of this other stuff, but boy, I, I right now I cannot get into the Red Sox. They, they're just too up and down. They they just frustrate me if I start watching them. I don't even bother. So, I don't bother. Well, I know I could I couldn't right. tell you the last time I watched a Red Sox game. Seriously. I couldn't. Right. I couldn't. I agree. I mean, you know. In fact, I, I can tell you this. I haven't watched one whole Red Sox game this year. To me, it's just oh, a waste of time. It is just a waste of time. I have no interest. I have no interest. And, and especially how bad they are. Why would I want to waste three to four hours watching a team that stinks? Well, I'm glad we agree on that. You know, to me, time. Um, um, listen, to me, time is money. And I ain't making any money, you know, or gaining anything, you know, rather, you know, maybe don't say time is money, but, you know, you know, time is important nowadays. And, and for me to sit down for three to four hours and watch the Red Sox sneak it up. Ah, no, thanks. No, you're right. You're right. Well, listen, I got to get going. So uh, I have a good program, uh, the rest of the uh, program. And uh, maybe you'll get some insight as to why these Red Sox. Uh, perform the way they do, but I think uh, more or less you'll, you'll get more more uh, calls on the uh, Celtics because uh, they're they're the uh, happening team as far as Boston is concerned. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, okay, Harrison. Okay, Ray. Good talking to you. Thanks for calling in. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Okay, see you later. All right, so uh, there's uh, Ray from Methuen uh, for you with uh, some interesting takes on the Celtics. Obviously does not think, has no faith in the Celtics at all. In fact, uh, he never really said that he thought that the Celtics would be able to win. He was really Golden State in six and basically saying the Celtics need to win a game one or two at Golden State if they, if they want to have a chance. I have to say, I'm not too, I might be on the total other side of things, um, but I'm not too concerned about the um, the Celtics. I'm not. I, th- I think they can, I don't know if I want to say they can easily win, but I think they can definitely, they're definitely able to win in six games. So, like I said, I say Celtics in six. I say Celtics in six. <clears throat> Obviously, we you know we'd have to win. 
win one uh, win one at Golden State if we want that to happen. Would we? I think we'd have to win win, win two. I'm trying to do that math there. Anywho, I think it's going to be an exciting series, and it should be interesting to see to see the outcome. Um, I do want to go through um, the final schedule. Um, as it as it lines up, so first games Thursday night. Now there's going to be two days uh, between each game, so we have Thursday night at nine o'clock at Golden State. Game two Sunday night eight o'clock at Golden State. Game three nine o'clock in Boston on Wednesday, and then uh, that's interesting. And then we have a game Friday at 9 o'clock again in Boston. And then, if needed, and I mean, I, I, I don't expect any team to sweep 4-0, but if needed, a Game 5, June 13th on Monday, at Golden State, then back at Boston for Game 6, 9 o'clock, June 16th. And then Game 7, at Golden State, at 8 o'clock on June 19th, which I believe is Father's Day. So again, that would be uh, the same day as the final round as the U.S. Open, which is here in Boston at the Country Club. So it could be a fun, it could be a fun, it could, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people have been saying how fun the spring is and, and how exciting it is. I mean, you have, you know, you're, you're wrapping up the NBA season. You're wrapping up, up the NHL season. Uh, you have the NFL draft. And then the MLB season starting up in April right there. So it's an exciting time. You know, up until, you know, the end of June, mid-June, when everything, I mean, I think, in fact, the um, Stanley Cup playoffs go even further than the NBA Finals, and and in fact, they do. But, so, you know, call it July, until July, it's an exciting time of year to watch sports. I mean, there's also, I mean, there's almost, you know, a different sport on every night. Now, I'll say this, I don't love these, you know, two games in between here. But, and, and another thing I don't like are the 9 o'clock games. I mean, those are late games. There's only two games that are at 8 o'clock, and they're both in Golden State. All games in Boston are at 9 o'clock at night, which is absolutely just uh, fascinating to me. And the other thing that's, that's interesting, too, is when you take things into consideration, is that both teams are going to have to deal with the time change. So you have not only, you know, are you playing um, essentially the two best teams in the NBA or, you know, the other best team in the NBA, but they also have to deal with the time change. And you can compare this to the Super Bowl, if you will, and how the two best NFL teams in the Super Bowl have to manage their time at halftime, before the game, after the game, the day of, or not after the game, sorry, but, you know, leading up to the game and then during the game at halftime because everything is just dragged out so much longer. You know, you're not you're not flying in Friday or Saturday before the game. You know, you're flying in, I think, 
I think it's Monday, Tuesday maybe. I think it's Monday. You fly in and then media days, Monday night or Tuesday night. And so you're there for almost a whole week before the whole game. And so you're practicing, you're getting ready, and then the lead up to the game, lead up to the game, games are usually, I think, they're, you know, 6 o'clock, you know, 6, 7 o'clock at night. And so you're getting ready for that. And then the half times are, are longer than ever because of the halftime performances. So it's all about time management and who can manage their time the best. And so it sometimes doesn't come down to the best team. It comes down to who can manage their time the best. And I think that's why the Patriots have sometimes gotten away um, winning some of their Super Bowls that they have in the last uh, in the last number of years. So it'll be interesting to see how the Celtics and how the Warriors are able to manage their time. Now we speak about the Celtics and how they're managing their time. Well, they are now... Um, they, they are currently at Golden State. So they, they flew out today. They're down there. And they're ready to go. I'm sure they'll have a... I don't know if they'll get... I'm sure they'll, they'll maybe get a practice in today. Maybe a light practice. You know, do a full one tomorrow. And then they'll have, you know, walkthroughs Thursday morning. And then, you know, game, game at 9 o'clock at night. So... It's it's interesting for sure. It is very interesting for sure. But I'll say this: what what does what does help it out is that with the games being at nine o'clock at night, Eastern Standard Time, it allows it that it's you know. So basically, what what I'm saying is is with the games being at nine o'clock at night at Golden State. They're also 9 o'clock at night here in Boston. So the times, you know, they're, they're, I think that they're trying to keep the time somewhat the same, like not too much of a, of a change, if you will. So, but I mean, listen, come, you know, listen, I think, I don't know, but come, I think where the time change really comes into play are between games... Four, five, six, and seven. When it's not two games there, and it's, you know, I mean, look at the Celtics. First game, so they they got there. They got there today. So today's the thirty first. They're gonna be there until at least June fifth. So that's six days total. Six days total on opposite time there. So you know, you'd think by by the game too that that they're adjusted to the different to the different schedule. So um just something to think about time management. Time management might be must uh might be huge com- coming up here in the NBA finals. Almost halfway uh through here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios, if you have a take or comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. So obviously the big uh, big topic today are the Boston Celtics going to the NBA Finals. And with that... Uh, Let's see what Derwin has to say about that. 
I don't know if, uh... Derwin, you there? Yeah, no, that's not good. That's some echoing. All right, Derwin, call back. 978-301-6877. 978-301-6877. There he is. How's that? You there, Derwin? How's that? Is he going to hear me now? I'm in. Yep, there we go. Thanks, John, man. You know, I want to tell you something. What the Celtics run has, has, has done for, you know, in my thought process here is that Never give up on a team. Maybe I gave up on the Red Sox too much, you know. But I tell you, I mean, this team started at nothing. I think they were in January. They were one game below 500. Now here they are playing the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. I, I just, you know, it's it, it, it's unbelievable. So maybe maybe that's what maybe that's what we do around Boston here. I don't know. Maybe we just we give up so easily. But um, you know, I think they're going to take this thing. I know, you know, I know Golden State's been in it, you know. What has it been? Five out of the last four or five out of the last nine year NBA Finals? But I don't know. I just think the Celtics got the weapons there. You know, they got Tatum and Brown of the shooters. You know, if Horford, Horford's probably not going to score a lot, but man, can he rebound? Yeah, you know, he he's he's a great uh, defensive player, and and you know, even getting those offensive boards and something um, that. Ray alluded to is that he obviously lost um, his grandfather, you know, somewhere, you know, yeah. between the between the series with Miami. So, you know, maybe he wasn't, you know, on uh, as much as he would be, you know, beforehand. And so, you know, it's inter- it'll be interesting to see, you know, what we get out of him here in the finals. I think I think I think it'll be good. I think we're going to get a good Horford. And in fact, I'll go so far to say that we're going to have a we're going to have a very good team. Uh, through everybody, and not and not I just Horford, that. you know. Like I was saying, Ray, I I think this this past series against the Heat, I not I I can't think of one player that actually had a good game. Like there were no outstanding games. Like you know, Jason Tatum's doing his usual thirty point game, which you know, which is outstanding compared to like like if Al Horford had a thirty point game, we'd be going nuts. Sure, absolutely. Jason Tatum did. You actually, you know, you almost expect it from him. So, right. what I think is, I think we'll we'll get the the games like we did against the Bucks, where we might have a you know Jason Tatum forty points, you know Al Horford 30, 35 points. I think we really we really need J, uh, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart to step it up, though. We really do. Oh. Totally, and I mean, you look and, at Miami. And, I mean, and it's not just them; it's everybody. Everybody needs to step sure. it up. Jason Tatum needs to step it up, and Al Horford needs to step it up. Yep. Jason Tatum, I was saying this to Ray. I mean, I don't know if he deserves the MVP. I don't. You know, I mean, the only way I can justify it is that it's for the whole playoffs. It's for the whole Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah. It was and if, I, if I, it was for just I, a series, absolutely not. Well, and it depends who who would you give it to. If it was just a series, who would you give it to? Would you give it to Horford? Would you? I mean, you you, you said it right. It's like it's like well, a lot of. Or how about this, Derwin? How about Jimmy yeah. Butler? How about that? Well, that that could be true because Jim, you know, it was basically the Miami Heat was Jimmy Butler and everybody else, right? And and there's only so much you can ride one horse in the playoffs. I mean, in the playoffs, you, you look at it, and and you can go back to the days of Jordan. I mean, Jordan's probably the great one of the greatest ones i still think bill russell is the greatest basketball player that ever lived but people will say jordan but jordan had that supporting cast he had scotty pippen he had tony kukoc he had he had all you know dennis rodman you know we had all these players with him 
even though he he could do it all every night. But but that that was just it. If Jordan was getting covered or, or couldn't do it, whatever, you had those other players, and that's what the Celtics need. They can't just rely on Tatum. They got to have Brown. They got to have Smart. They got to have Horford. They got to have the Williams, Robert, and Grant. They got to rely on Pritchard. I mean, Pritchard's got to come off the bench, and then the, the uh, uh, Derek, what's his name there? Derek White. Uh, Derek White. Thank you. And the those. I mean, let me tell you something. What a pickup he's been for Brad Stevens. Yeah. I mean, Brad Stevens hit on him, and he—you knew he was getting him for a backup thing. But I mean, it's just Brad Stevens put a rabbit out of his hat with that one. And we're all, you know, worried about how is he going to do it, whatever. But you know, let me—I want to go back to something else too. Yeah. Um, when the Red Sox won their World Series, right in '04. Yeah. You got to give a lot of credit to Dan Duquette for that, and because when he made the trade for Pedro. I, you know, Theo Epstein was the guy that got David Ortiz. But I think you, you got to give credit here to Ainge. And, you, and and I don't know how it all ended up. I just think he lost he lost out in the relationship with the ownership group. They all had a different philosophy. They could say all they want about it. he was retiring, all that. He goes to Utah, and now he's like the number two guy in the Utah Jazz right now with the ownership group and all that. But, I mean, he's the guy that drafted Tatum. He's the one that had the number one pick and traded down. And everybody thought, ah, you know, Tatum, they got, they got to get Marcus Fultz. They got to get that. Not to compare Tatum to Jordan, but that, I mean, you're talking lightning here. But that's similar to what it was. Jason Tatum is now one of the top five players in the NBA right now. And Ain't was able to do that. Jalen Brown, he drafted. Marcus Smart could have been traded, but Ainge decided to keep him around. You know, there's just, and then I don't know if Ainge liked Horford. I think that's one of the reasons he didn't resign up. But Brad Stevens did. I think that was a, there was a little tussle that was going on between them, you know? But, but again, I just think that, that like that, I think Duquette, Ainge, if the Celtics, they won the Eastern Conference, but if the Celtics win these NBA Finals, you've got to give some, some credit to Danny Ainge. I don't know no. how you feel about oh, that. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, this is Danny Ainge's team. He, he drafted everybody. Right. I mean, this is Danny right. Ainge's team. You know, aside yeah. from the trade deadline, this is Danny Ainge's team. Right. Right, I couldn't agree more. Right, and and so I think I think the if the Celtics would do right if they end up winning this thing, Grossback and and um, Steve I think what they need to do is they got to give him a ring. I think if they win this thing, they got to present Ainge next time Utah Jazz is in town. They got to do it because I like it that. Would be the right I think that's a good idea. Yep, I agree. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a great take. It, you know, it's just it's just regardless of and, and look at things happen. You spend Ainge was here eighteen nineteen years. Sometimes you wear out your welcome in some places or there's a disagreement or whatever. The owners own the club. They have a right to make a change. I'm just saying that I, I just think Ainge just deserves a lot of credit. You know, and, and look at the deal he pulled off when he traded Pierce. And basically, the Pierce and Garnett trade got the Celtics, when they traded them the Nets, got the Celtics to where they are now. Because you don't make that trade and get all those draft picks. I mean, that's what the draft picks turned into. They turned into three or four of these guys that they got right now. You know, and that's all a credit to him. So I just, I just think that would be a good move for them to do. But anyway, so it's going to be exciting Thursday night. We'll see how it plays out. You know, I, I, and my prediction, I think it's going to be Celtics and six. That's what I predict. So, yeah, I like that. I, 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 I agree with you. I'm right on with you on, yeah. on, on that. Yeah. What games? Yeah. Let me ask you this: What games do you see yeah. them? What games do you see them winning? I think Golden State will win Game One. I think the Celtics win two. Yeah. I think um, I think the Celtics are going to win uh, three and four. Okay. I think Golden State will win five, 
and then uh, the Celtics win. The Celtics win six. I Interesting. Think that's I don't think it's going to go to a game seven. Now, I think if it does though, and the Celtics actually win, I think it's probably very close. If, if it's not that, very close to being the first time in history that they played three game sevens in a play and, and won all three. I think I think that I, I'd have to check the stats. Interesting. On that, but I don't think that's happened very often. And by the way, two two of the three game sevens are away. Right. Exactly. Right. It will. That's just the other thing too. Right. I mean, and you know, and that that's just that to me is dominance. That's how a dynasty starts. I mean, that's just complete dominance. You know, as as, as far as I'm concerned. But um, I just I think they have enough. I think I just I think Stefan Curry is just going to be like Jimmy Butler though. I think that he's just going to go off. You know, you can't. You know, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. I mean, those two are excellent players as well. You know, you can't you can't um, take them for granted. But I just think Steph Steph Curry is just going to be another Jimmy Butler, and they got to do a good job protecting him. And I'm uh, sorry, defending him. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see plays out, but it's exciting. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I just I think you know some people I think are very nervous about Golden State. I'm not. I, yeah. I think the Celtics can do it, especially after. Especially after everything we've done. I mean, we've beaten, yeah. we've beaten, I mean, essentially, Steph Curry's like the last one we have to take down. Besides that, we've right. taken all the greats down in the NBA right now. I mean, think about it. Uh, Kyrie, no you know, question. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, and yep. now all that's Taking left is, is, is Steph. So, Steph. Yep. you know, I think Let's it's been, him. I think, I think we've had a, a, a pretty fair warm up to to get to get ready for him, and it's just a different, you know. It's it's interesting how different it, it has been because you know we started off how you know how do we defend, um, you know the tall guys, the big guys, and now yeah. it's really how do we defend right. the shot, and but right. at the same time how do we get those rebounds, which you know that's going to be a, a a big thing. Right, and so. I just think as long as how we play. I, the other thing is I, I want them to take smart shots. Look, they've been there were some games there they took wild threes and they ended up losing those games, but luckily they were able to bounce back. But it's just I think they just got to be smart. They got to be smart offensively. They got to protect the ball, and you know they just gotta they just gotta hope that you know they take they contain Curry and take the other two guys out. But we'll see what happens there. Good yep. to talk to you, my man. Let's go Celtics. All right, Derwin. Thanks for calling in. All right, so there's uh, Derwin there for you with um, some Celtics takes uh, for you. Agrees with me on C's in six, and uh, so we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, moving forward. Derwin, you're back. Oh, I think he butt dialed me. All right, I think Derwin gave me a butt dial. That's all right. Anyway, some uh, interesting takes, uh, like I was saying, with the Celtics uh, there from Derwin. Obviously, um, you know, agrees with me that, the, you know, season six, I think his lineup of uh, what games we win and we lose is very interesting. That we lose game one, win game two, win games three and four, lose game five, and then win game six. So I think that's an interesting uh, lineup there and take um, from him. But it's funny the if you look at the the series that that we have been in, we have. Well, wait a second before I. So we've lost. Games now. 
Yeah, I mean, we've left. I mean, really, like theoretically, this. I mean, the series should have never gone. Uh, this Miami series should have never gone to seven games. We should have. We should have taken them out in Game Six, but we didn't. And let me tell you, I was nervous. I was not. I was not confident at all heading into Game Seven. I really didn't know what was going to happen. So, we'll have to see. We really will have to see what happens going forward. But I do. I do think the Celtics have the. Um, have the upper hand. Um, was looking at the uh, was looking at some at the lines, some Vegas lines, and I believe uh, I saw or heard that basically Golden State starts off at minus three, I think minus three and a half, maybe. Um, so I think that's an um, that's an interesting. Now, obviously, something I talked about a lot and brought up a lot during football season was, and I think it's maybe two points you get for uh, you know home field or, or, or home court, whatever it is. So. Just you know, take that into consideration, and and you know, don't don't forget that. All right, about twenty minutes left here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. As always, if you have a take or comment, feel free to call in by dialing nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven. That's nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven. And like we've been talking about the whole show, the main storyline are the Boston Celtics heading to the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, finals are going to start up Thursday night at 9 o'clock, then go to Game 2 Sunday at 8, Game 3 here in Boston at 9, Game 4 in Boston uh, at 9 o'clock next Friday, and then, or, uh, yeah, next Friday, and then... This uh, this uh, or the following Monday, nine o'clock at Golden State, Game Six, uh, in Boston, at nine, uh, June sixteenth, and then Game Seven, eight o'clock on June nineteenth, which will be uh, Father's Day, and another thing that I brought up, which is the U.S. Open happening. And that'll be the final day here in Boston at the Country Club. So some fun stuff happening. It's going to be a fun, uh, fun, fun, you know, three-week stretch, if you will. Uh, even though I don't really want to hit on it, I will. And so let's let's hit on the Red Sox real quick. Uh, let's pick up where they've, what they've done uh, over the past week. So starting with last Tuesday night, they beat the White Sox sixteen to three. Then they lost Wednesday three to one. Then they won again on Thursday sixteen to seven. And then they lost twelve to eight on Friday against the Orioles. And they split the doubleheader on Saturday, winning the first game five three, losing the second game four to two. And then in the fourth game they won twelve to two on Sunday. And then they lost ten to nothing on Monday against them. And they're right back at it tonight against the Reds. Uh, for a two-game series tonight and tomorrow. And then they'll play the Athletics in Oakland Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then they'll uh, they'll play the Angels. Well, that's gonna be that's gonna be Monday. Um, but anywho, that's what uh, that's what we have coming up for the Red Sox. So again, you know, like I said, that was a weird, a weird series uh, between the Baltimore Orioles having a you know an odd five game series if you will um something different for sure and 
something that I said last week was that, you know, a lot of flexibility, you know, can happen here because, you know, with the Red Sox in second to last and the Orioles in last, I mean, if, you know, say the Orioles swept the series, that could have obviously flipped and the Red Sox would be in last. Fortunately, for my well-being, and I think everybody else is here in Boston, they are still second in second to last place at 23 and 26, just about 47% wins, just about. Um, you know, something that I, I said on my uh, on the Red Sox monthly program here at Methuen Community Studios is that I think, you know, I, I predicted in April that the Red Sox would go, you know, win 40% of the games, lose 60. And same thing uh, here in May. And yeah, I'm off by a few percentile, but I think I'm going to round down. I'm going to take that as a W. Take that as a W. Um, but if you're looking to see where, where they've had the advantages lately, um, you know, if any, not really. You know, they're both about 500, whether they're on the road or not. At home, they're 12 and 13, and away, they're 11 and 13. So, you know, remember, the the whole, the first month, the majority of the games were were away. And then here in May, the second month, the majority of the games were home. So, you know, interesting how that all, you know, lays out, if you will. I don't really know what happens heading into June. I think it's going to be another, um, it looks like, it looks kind of like 50-50. I haven't really given it that big of a look. Kind of like a 50-50, you know, home, uh, home away split there. So, It'll be interesting to see what happens um, as far as that is uh, concerned. Um, do want to hit on one thing. Um, the LIV League, uh, obviously something I, I've talked about um, the last few months, is obviously the alternative uh, golf league uh, to the PGA Tour, the Saudi back uh, golf league, of course. And they were supposed to come out with a, a field. Um for for the for the London um, for the London tournament. Uh, however, they have not yet. So they were supposed to come out last Friday with one, um, and they didn't. And then they, they there were some reports saying that they might come out yesterday or today with one, and you know, still nothing. Um, but so. They're two weeks out. I mean, I mean less actually. They're a week out from the tournament, to be honest with you, in London. So, um, the first one, the first one ever, is in London uh, next week, June 9th to the eleventh at the Centurion uh, Club, and then they they'll play in uh, Portland, June thirtieth uh, to July second, and then uh, they'll play at Bedminster, July 29th to the thirty first. And then they're going to be in Boston at the International um, Golf Course, September 2nd to September 4th. Now, I just want to draw you know some attention to that. Interesting how they line it up with when um, the Deutsche Bank or the Dell Technologies or the Northern Trust used to be here in Boston. Same weekend. I think that's probably Labor Day weekend or you know give or take right around there. And then they'll have another tournament in Chicago, September 16th to the 18th. And then they'll be in Bangkok, October 7th to the 9th. 
and then they'll be in Jada October 14th to the 16th, and then they'll be finishing up in Miami at Trump National Doral, Miami, from October 27th to October 30th. So interesting stuff. Obviously, you know, some of the key names that, you know, have come up are, you know, Phil Mickelson um, is almost like the lead the lead guy. Phil Mickelson's almost the lead guy, you know, heading into, you know, heading into it. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, Phil was uh, was registered um, and all signed up for the um, for the PGA championship. And, you know, he chose not to play in it. And so now the next stop is the U.S. Open. And so will he play in the U.S. Open? That's the biggest question. He can. You know, he can play in the U.S. Open if he wants. And so it'll be interesting if he shows up. I think he's probably wondering himself, how are the fans going to react? How are they going to treat him? You know, what is that? What is that? What is the fan response going to be like? You know, Phil is somebody that has, you know, always been... um, Phil, somebody that's always been, you know, a very, you know, fan-friendly guy. You know, he would sign every single autograph that he could, spend time on time, uh, you know, with kids and, and fans signing autographs. And so, obviously, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that how that all, all comes up. So, um and so I'm sure he is worried himself about how the fans are going to react to it. Um, you know, another big name um, for the LIV League is is Sergio uh, Garcia, Lee Westwood. Now, you would think that, you know, a lot of these guys that are going to play in the LIV League are the guys that, you know, haven't necessarily played so well at the in the PGA. So, you know, like I said, it's going to be interesting how it all lines up. Now, as of right now, as of right now, um, it is on uh, for next week, starting in London to kick off. But, you know, something I want to bring up is, well, they're not releasing a field. Well, is there a field? Are these players that originally said that, you know, they would play in it, are they now, you know, backing out because... um, because they're seeing what's happening to the players that that have, um, you know, announced that they'll be a part of the LIV League, like Phil Mickelson, you know, having to take months off away from the from the PGA, from social media, from everything. Um, you know, I saw a, I saw a report um, or an, an interview, rather. I heard an interview that uh, Phil Mickelson, uh, Phil Mickelson's mother had. Uh, and Phil Mickelson's mother said that the first time she saw, you know, Phil in a while uh, d- after all of this and during all of this, she didn't even recognize her own son. So obviously Phil's going total, you know, total, total, you know, disguised. And so, you know, I don't know. It's it's interesting. You know, you go back to the uh, the Dustin Johnson situation. You know, years back, uh, him having a, you know, it never came out that he officially, you know, was suspended. But, you know, oh, I have to take time, you know, I'm going to take time away and da-da-da. And 
you know, we had a similar statement from Phil Mickelson come out, you know, after the interview came out, uh, you know, about the Saudi back league and some of the things that he said. And so, you know, did did Phil Mickelson get suspended from the PGA? You know, it's something, it's something to think about. You know, was, and I don't know, like, you know, um, I did see I, I did see a report, uh, you know, recently. Um, that the uh, PGA is um, is expected to issue a response uh, that will likely lay out punishments for playing in the LIV uh, league event, uh, but they won't actually take that action until guys tee it up at the Centurion. And so it's it's said that they'll give it basically, you know, they'll give them all the way until their tee time to pull out before they issue the punishments. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It will really be interesting to see what happens. So, you know, the way the PGA looks at it and, you know, are they offended by this league and if somebody leaves to go play in it? And so, and the other question is, if these players playing it, would the PGA want them back? Could the PGA Tour possibly issue lifetime suspensions to the PGA Tour? Something that I don't think has ever been done before. Just something to think about. Something to stir the pot. Get your heads thinking about about this whole LIV league and, and what the Saudi back league and what it might do to these players who have made a... a, a living playing for the PGA Tour you know the majority of their lives and now they're gonna leave the PGA Tour and go play for uh, you know a Saudi back golf league something you know very different than the PGA Tour so again just interesting to see interesting to see what's it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen you know moving forward um, with this LIV league and what happens to the players that participate in it and I mean, is there going to be a tournament next week? Do they have enough players that have said that they'll tee it off? I don't know. So it's going to be interesting. A little less than 10 minutes left here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. As always, if you have a take or comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. And so, uh, you know, like we've been talking about uh, all all program, obviously the lead, the lead, uh, the lead news are the Boston Celtics are heading to the NBA Finals. So obviously uh, a lot of exciting stuff for the Celtics, for the Boston, for the town, for the city, for the state of Massachusetts. You know, if you want to talk about the Red Sox, I mean, sure. But <laughs> I guess the only positive we might be able to take out of them is that they're not in last place. And then obviously you have the the NHL, you know, the NHL um, Stanley Cup um, playoffs happening, happening, blah blah blah. And you know, to wrap up, just touching on that um, on the on the LIV uh, golf league. So lots of interesting stuff. Um, you know, one one more thing as well as we as we're talking about. Um, the NBA Finals and and not necessarily 
you know, talking about the um, the NBA, but you know, the G League, or, or I'm sorry, not the G, or is it the G? I think it's G, the, the yeah, the G League, um, or maybe not. Uh, anyways, Tyler Nelson had him on my program uh, last year. Great interview. Um, obviously, graduated from Central Catholic, went on to break records and hang banners at Fairfield University. Went on to the G League and then, you know, went on to play in, in Germany. And so he had just won, last week he won the uh, the championship, which automatically brings your whole team up to basically the best, the next, you know, best um, league, if you will. So basically, you know, if you think of it as, as, you know, MLB terms or whatever it is, but, you know... Once you're, you know, basically the next league that he's going to be in, the league after that is the NBA. So he's in really good shape. So congratulations to you, Tyler, and and all the hard work and, you know, for not giving up. So again, I can probably squeeze in, uh, you know, a call or two more, 978-301-6877. Listen to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Uh, so again, lots to talk about. Obviously, the lead story is the Celtics. Um, digging, you know, digging it, to, digging in, in, digging into it more. Uh, you know, final starting Thursday, June second at nine at Golden State. Game two will be at Golden State Sunday at eight. Game three back here in Boston next Wednesday at nine. Game four in Boston next Friday at nine. And then game five back out in um, in Golden State two weeks from today. And then game six will be June 16th, which I think is Thursday um, here in Boston. And then, if if needed, a game seven back at Golden State on Father's Day at eight o'clock, and that's where I've you know seg uh, you know segued into into another segment here in how the U.S. Open is on Father's Day weekend, uh, which is here uh, in Boston at the Country Club, which is going to be a very uh, very fun event. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday um, on the grounds enjoying the golf. So it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Uh, now I don't know. Do I want to set my picks? I mean, I've said Celtics in six. Um, I stick with that fully. I like you know Derwin agreed with me. Derwin said Celtics in six. He said they lose game one, they win game two, win games three and four, and then they lose game five and then win game six. And he says he doesn't think it goes to a game seven. Our other caller of the day, Ray, says he actually didn't even say that he he would think that the Celtics would win. I think he thinks that the Celtics are going to lose, actually, either way. And, you know, he, he gets very negative. And so he'll, he'll, he'll always be the negative guy when it comes to these things. He'll be negative about the Celtics, and we all know how he feels about John Henry and the Boston Red Sox. So I think Ray thinks that the Celtics are going to lose. And he thinks if if it even makes it to a game six. He, but I think he's picking the Warriors in six, not the Celtics in six. I think he's 
Warriors in six. So I have one person here on the total other side and wants Golden State to win, or I wouldn't say wants Golden State to win, but thinks Golden State is going to win. And then I have Derwin, who has the Celtics in six, which I like. I, I said I said that as well. I think the Celtics in six. The only thing I'm I'm kind of tossing up in the ear here are the are the are the games and how you know what games are the Celtics going to win. And so something to take into consideration is the is the time zone, right? Time management. I brought that up in the beginning of the show. You know how how are the Celtics going to manage their time? They obviously uh, left today for Golden State, and so they'll be down there. Uh, you know they'll. You know, they're probably down there now. Maybe not, but, you know, they'll be down there today. Get a practice in, get a practice in tomorrow. Walkthroughs Thursday morning. But it's all about how they manage their their um, their days in, in the games. So, all right, I think I'm, I'm, think I'm ready. I think I'm going to make my picks. So write them down, everyone. Celtics. I think the Celtics are going to win game one. What do you think about that? I think the Celtics win game one, okay? I'll tell you why. The Warriors have been off. I think it will be a a week plus, at least a week, at least a week. I mean, I can suppose I can just look right. The last time they played, so it'll be it'll be exactly a week. It'll be exactly a week. They won game. Uh, they won game five last Thursday, one twenty to one ten against the Mavericks. Okay. So I think that I think, you know, rest is good, but sometimes rest is too much because you get out of the swing of things. Now for the Celtics, you know, I've gone back and forth on, on this on this opinion, and and I've said, well, I think the Celtics, you know, could, you know, um, could basically, you know, not benefit from the time off because, you know, they they've gotten out of the swing of things as we've seen in previous series. But now that's something that's going to be helpful for the Celtics is that how there's going to be two days rest between each game besides, I think, one. And also they have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four days between the first uh, the first game. But on the other hand, you know, the Warriors have, have seven. So... I think that's what it is. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I think the Celtics are going to win game 1 because I think they're going to be very healthy. Very healthy. I think it's going to the 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 rest is going to really benefit Jason Tatum with his shoulder and his leg obviously. Marcus Smart and his ankle. Robert Williams obviously. So I think it benefits them a lot. I'm going to go Celtics in game 1. I'm going to say they lose game 2. They win games three and four. They lose game five, and then they win game six. So there you have it. There are my picks, okay? There are my picks. Celtics win game one. They lose game two. They win games three and four. Lose game five and win game six to win the NBA Finals. Here in Boston on June 16th with their start time at 9 o'clock p.m. Okay? 
And by the way, another thing, big thing about this are the ticket prices. I think like 650 bucks is like the cheapest ticket to go to the game. So get saving, people. Get saving. Well, as always, thank you, everybody, for listening and calling in to the uh, Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methune Community Studios. As always, for day-to-day hourly updates, you can follow me on Twitter, Harrison Chase 5 That's Harrison Chase 5 on Twitter. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend, and I'll see you back here next Monday at 5 o'clock to talk about the first two games of the NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Season 6. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to The Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Mondays at 5, only on Methuen Community Studios.